Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We are going to get straight into it today, last time, on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes went on a march through the thorns with an army and reclaimed the lost mason quarry and arrived at the castle where they do some scouting. They discover that the walls radiate moonlight, so something of significant magical power is clearly enchanting the walls. The moonlight has trapped the castle's inhabitants perpetually in werewolf form, and threatens to turn anyone into a werewolf instantly if they contract lycanthropy. The castle is in terrible shape with virtually no roof, and is full of rubble, bones, and wolves. Our heroes do figure out that the bell tower is likely the nearest point of entry to the source of magic causing this drama. It's a first level spell, and the first thing you note is that every stone surface... Oh god! is magic and giving off extremely powerful magic great so whatever is causing this has spread itself through the walls yep well airborne our heroes also notice the nearby fairy gate and see refugees crowded around it Cass had told sable that people would gather near the gate because time didn't move there mm. and oh. so it was a way of staying alive not getting consumed by time so if there's a group camped out there, they have been there for a long time. Our heroes arrive back at camp and a loud hoot noise from a giant owl sends a stampede to the camp, tossing one Drury soldier into the thorns, but the rest are deflected. Then some more animals show up. Something a bit odd happens. You hear chirping noises, baby bird chirping noises, and spilling into the clearing is these baby owls. Oh, oh no. no. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Nate and I will be your dungeon master. I'm Sandra. I play Sable the Druid. I'm Julie. I play Sylpha the Wizard. I'm Mandy. I play Jalen the Rogue. Something a, a bit odd happens. You hear chirping noises? baby bird chirping noises and spilling into the clearing is these baby owls oh, oh no that appear to have been born into a nest of thorns because they are biggins think grizzly bear sized baby owls <laughs> and on the tips of their wings they have another set of angrier talons and huge chompy beaks, and they look hungry. And Mama L is going to be real mad when oh we start. Oh no, this is, this is exactly the fight that I foreshadowed when we fought the mutated dragon. Like, no, my babies! <laughs> and I will also point out that moonlight is overshadowed for a brief second. There is something big, 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 big above you. And now I would like you to roll me initiative. Oh, shit. Yes! 17. Ooh. 22. 18. Okay, so, Sable, you are first in our initiative order. Honey Giant Eagle, don't give a shit. I'm gonna literally try to pick up one of these baby birds and start to fly away. Okay, these baby birds are actually... Actually, let me make sure, are you huge or large? I'm large. Okay, they are just a little too big. Damn. You don't think you can literally pick them up? Can they fly? Can we tell whether they're flying? Or... They don't look like they can fly. They're like little owl bears. Mm. They're like 
normal owl bears, FYI. They're not little. <laughs> I like Sable's idea, though. Do you think you could, as a giant eagle, pick up some prey and, and give them, like, throw them a bone? Distract yeah. them with another yeah. animal. Yeah. Like the wounded bull that I just hit? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend going after the wounded porcupine. That might. I don't think I can pick you. that up, though. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't pick up the bull any more than I can pick these things up. I might be able to pick up something wolf-sized. Could she grab them a snack? Yeah, can I grab them a snack? I will let you roll survival to... To toss them something that's already hurt. Grab something out of their stampede and toss them something. Survival is one of my best skills. But I can still roll for shit. So that's an 11. It happens. Great. You swoop something, you grab it, you toss it at them. They seem transfixed by this fire and are just sort of hooting at it. Little chirpy hoots. Hoot, hoot, chirp, chirp. And they just, they don't notice. Which brings us to Julie. These owls are, they've come in and they're in your clearing, but they're still hooting around the outside of your firewall. I want these babies away. I want them away so that Mama Bird does not see us as a threat to her young and... Silpha has a spell called Cause Fear, which is like the fear spell, but can be targeted. Although I'm second-guessing myself. If they suddenly make Mom, I'm distressed sounds, that's just going to bring Mama Bird's attention to them. Are they more than 60 feet away? No, they're not. Okay. I say go for it, Julie. All right. So... (laughs) Silpha draws herself up into a really intimidating presence puts her hands on her hips, points at these two birds, and says, Go! And something about the weight of her words seems to have magical effect. Okay. They need to roll a DC 16 wisdom saving throw. Okay. They get an 11. Which spell is this? This is a first level spell, which I'm casting as a second level spell. It's called Cause Fear. Mm. It's like the fear spell, but it's not quite as powerful, and the advantage of it is it's targeted rather than a cone effect. And so this spell awakens a sense of mortality in the subject. And I will tell you, there's a total of six babies that are spilling in from the thorn wall, so you can fear two of them with a second level spell. If you'd like to upcast it, you certainly can. I think I'm going to reserve some of my higher level spells, so I'm going to just cast it as that. Turning away two of six ain't chump change, so pretty good. (laughs) Two of them will actually turn around and run. They both fail their saving throw with an 11 and a 12. I shouldn't, but I want to let you as the DM know that they don't have to turn and run, unlike fear. They just can't come closer to me specifically. These are not really smart critters. And they're infants. If something is causing them fear, they're going to avoid all of the things. They're dumb as bricks. So yeah, they, I think they do turn to run. Leaving four of these things in the... But the cause fear is concentration, so your your fire spell goes down. Oh fuck, I forgot about that. And there's four creatures now looking at your group. They seem a little... Unlike hardened predators, they don't charge immediately. These are definitely hungry babies. There's also a big group of us, which should have some sort of effect on them, right? I mean, they're not smart, but... Yeah, this is... I I think we should almost adopt the same stance that most of the thorns cutters do in dealing with thorns beasts, like making ourselves look intimidating, waving, and trying to move them away. 
Okay, so that was Sylph's turn. That brings us to Jalen. There are four creatures. Four hungry-looking, confused baby owlbears. In your camp. How far away are they from people? 20 feet. And what is the range of the fear on Fairybane? 10 feet. So if she and Lynn go to the owls and pull their swords, everybody will be out of range. Yeah, if you charge into the mist of the owls and pull your swords, you can get out of the range of most of the people. I will say all of the people, even. Okay, the other possibility I thought of, because she is also worried about them getting distressed and Mama L descending. (laughs) Are there any dead animals as a result of the stampede? There are a few, yeah, because Jessica and Iris didn't pull any punches, and neither did the House Evans champions. So, I mean, there's some dead critters. Are there any that she could lift and move, or if she can't lift and move them, make quick work of cutting apart and moving pieces and throwing them to the owls and also into the thorns. You can grab some sort of horrific mutated snake weasel thing and throw it. Yeah, I think that's what Jalen is going to try to do as a first line of thing, is give them something to eat that is not us. Okay, handle animal. Hannibal animal. That's not one of my skills. (laughs) Can't they do sleight of hand? I'm so much better at that. It was my skill, and I still... Flubbed it. Oh, but I got a 14. Okay. One of them chases after your thing, leaving three of them looking hungrily at this group of creatures and cheeping. Cheep, cheep. And they're so cute is the thing. They're huge, but they're kind of (laughs) cute. I don't know if you've seen a lot of baby birds. They're not very cute. (sighs) That's true. They're a little ugly, (laughs) but they mean well and they have big round (laughs) eyes. They have big round eyes and they're cheeping. Yeah. And they mean well, which is just to eat you. It's fine. <laughs> so the three that are left start cheeping, like, cheep, 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 cheep. And you feel the air pressure shift as whatever is above you starts to descend. Yennefer, and we'll hit NPCs, is going to cast Polymorph in a desperate attempt to turn the giant bird into an itty-bitty bird. So that will break her concentration on the turtle spell. Oh, wait, that's not, a, <laughs> that's not even a concentration spell. Never mind. <laughs> Everybody's turtles until she decides otherwise. So she will cast Polymorph, and the gigantic Birdo will make its saving throw. Uh, wisdom plus four, and it fails. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so as the giant bird comes descending down, it turns into a little bird. Just like an itty bitty bitty bird. Like a sparrow? Like a little sparrow. And baby birds are like, cheap, cheap, mealtime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the circle of nature. Oh, the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Birds don't have Greek tragedies in their midst. They don't think anything of eating their mother just because their mother turned little. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, that was a really good use of polymorph. So Go, Yennefer. Everybody else is drawing weapons. Lynn will jog towards these last three and pull his big sword, and they will roll some will saves. And two of them turn and charge away into the thorns leaving just one of them who's just eyeing Lynn curiously. Can I? Are you eatable? <laughs> yeah. And the metal bits don't look very digestible. No. I think Jessica and Iris are like, um, should we just stab this thing? Do we have reaction time? Well, you can, talking's a free action. Jayla says, don't kill it, Jessica. We don't want its mother mad. That'll bring us to the top of the initiative order. Sandra, what is Sable going to do? There's... One baby owl eyeing Lynn Pornino. Okay, what do I know about polymorph? How long is that going to last? And Polymorph lasts an hour. If somebody tries to hurt it, is it going to turn back into its normal shape? 
Like, could we kill it easily right now? That's my question. No, it would knock it out of its polymorphed shape. It knocks back into its original shape if you attack it. Well, damn. Okay. You tried to talk to it. Well, there is something I can do. It's just a fourth level spell. And I don't know if I want to use a fourth level spell if I don't have to. I'm going to use it. This thing is huge. No, I'm not. I'm going to try a second level spell instead. I am going to cast Animal Friendship. Okay. On the babies or on the mama? I'm going to do it on both. Mm. On the baby that's left and on the mama. And so I take out pieces of food and I'm trying to entice it. If the beast's intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. No, they dumb. Otherwise, they succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed. What's the DC on your wisdom saving throw? It's 16. Okay. And I'm casting this at a second level. So I can do it on two creatures. Yeah, they both start chirping happily. The little sparrow flies down around you. The baby bird stumbles past Lynn and then starts to nuzzle up on you, you giant bird creature. Uh, I assume you turned back into Sable. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I landed and turned it back into Sable. So yeah, a little baby bird comes, uh, a a little baby bird, a giant baby bird much larger than you comes to nuzzle you. And I feed it a piece of jerky and the little sparrow gets a, I don't know, a peanut that I had, and mm-hmm. I look back at everybody. I look at Jennifer and say, how long is it going to be tiny? We've got about an hour. All right. As long as everybody stays nice to them, they'll basically be friends with us for the rest of the night. So I'm going to lead them away. Yeah, okay. Give me a handle animal roll. Animal handling. Animal animal. Yep. That's better. Yes. That would be a 23. Okay. Yeah, you take them away. I bring them to the... I mean, the others can't be too far away. And I'm like, here, go be a happy family. Here's a leftover stomped animal. Please to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jalen was going to do. Jalen was going to continue throwing animal carcasses into the thorns after them. I'll take them over. Yeah. I will find a place where there's something big and dead. <laughs> so you find their big nest. It's covered in owl pellets the size of tanks. I bet that smells great. And a big, made-out-of-thorns nest that they chirp their way back into. It's on the ground level because there are no trees big enough to support the nest they would need. And Mama Sparrow flitters around it very confusedly. This is so much bigger than I thought it was. (laughs) Her house got upgraded. Well, I'm going to ask Helena and Cass to help me drag a bunch of carcasses. Just basically get a bunch of carcasses over here next to the nest. You can feed the babies and get back to camp. It takes about an hour or two. After about two, three hours, there's this loud buzzing in the air, and you seem to have attracted flies. You know, normal wolf-sized flies. God damn. They don't (sighs) seem interested in anything but the carrion. (laughs) they're just gross let them have it (laughs) it's fine and weird i would have at some point gone out just to see how big mama is because i'm curious (laughs) maybe we don't even need to go out maybe we can see because it's at its nest now yeah i was gonna say if we have two to three hours before the flies arrive i think jalen would have spent that time butchering animals and getting their parts out into the thorn. I don't think there's a lot of animals that got left in the... But if the flies are here after the... after, I mean, she she knows that stuff is going to come looking for the dead thing, so I think she would... We might eat some of it tonight or whatever, but she's going to get rid of the excess because she knows other things are going to come for it. You try to move the dead away from the camp. 
There's still going to be blood. Yeah, well, it's not going to be blood, but it okay. gets the meat away. And I do want to see if we can recover the Drury champion who got knocked into the... Knocked into the thorns. So you recover a person. Sort of. Or sort of. <laughs> yeah, they have been hit and turned into a shifter. So they have huge chipmunk cheeks. Fur all over their whole body has sprouted up. Their hands have shrunk into tiny claws. They move on four legs now. There's no intelligence to them. But you've got them. They're still in their armor, which really does not fit anymore. The pants of whatever they were wearing seems to have fallen around their little chipmunk ankles. Oh, no. And I imagine that the others are really distressed by this. Yeah, I don't think Camp is thrilled about this outcome. This is risky as fuck, but... Do it in a magic circle. Yeah, Silpha is going to have this person led into a tent, post two guards and put her fairy lantern out within the tent create a magic circle oh let's see no i'm not gonna create a a magic circle i mean that will keep pixies out but they seem to stay 30 feet away from the light of my lantern anyways that's true they have figured out how the lantern works yeah and i'm doing this inside a tent yeah you think you're covered so i'm going to remove this person's curse Okay, you saved them. In fact, they are less mutated than when they started. It's weird. You definitely think word's going to get out that you did something. But other than that, they seem fine. You you hope that word is mitigated by the fact that you made them better. <laughs> yeah, tell them it wasn't as bad as it looked, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do we make it to morning? <laughs> so you do make it to morning, however. Oh, wait. <laughs> it is not a restful night. By morning... Giant maggots are seen as the fly eggs uh, have hatched into carrion crawlers in the D&D terms. So they're these huge tendrilled maggots. Anyway, as long as you don't go anywhere near them, they just eat yeah. yep, um, remnants. Burn it. Touch them. burn it with fire. Jalen will keep an eye on Jessica and Iris to make sure they don't just go fuck with them for fun. Yeah, but it's it's a tough night. It's loud. It's gross. Yeah, nobody gets good rest. Well, I imagine we set up watches. Yeah. I think what I will do is you can all roll me a constitution saving throw to get enough sleep. I'm going to set the DC at 15 because it's hellishly dangerous out here. Natural 20. Okay. Oh, just... Mandy, you've had a full rest. I scraped by with a 16. Okay. I got a 7. Oh, Oh, no. You do not hit your full recovery, Sandra, but you don't have exhaustion yet. It hasn't been that long. Is it short rest, then, so that I can have my wild shape back? You get a short rest. Cool, cool. Short rest is no problem, but your spell slots are gone. Yeah, I'm keeping track of my spell slots. Luckily, I didn't use all that much. So, I have my spell slots back, then. Hooray. So, when morning comes round, Muriel spends the night occasionally blasting back thorns in order to keep the circle from closing in, which is a loud endeavor. And you realize now, based on how close you are to the owl's nest, very few predators are actually going to hang out here. Well, that's good. As long as the owls don't come back. A couple of things. Can I say that the reason that Sable didn't get enough sleep is because she is watching all of this very interestedly? Sure. I mean, it's gross, <laughs> sure, but it's, but it's fucking nature. I haven't seen Thorn's nature very much. Yeah, you haven't seen it in its natural habitat, really. You might describe it as out of control, but fascinating. Yeah, out of control, but fascinating. Morning comes around, and things actually feel reasonably chill. 
as the sun comes up and you're pretty sure the owls have gone to bed. The small animals have started moving again, and it's just like a normal forest if you weren't 30 feet from worse than death at all times. So I think we need to have a morning meeting to talk about what we found when we scouted and make a plan for the day. Quick reminder, Nate, that bird is a friend of mine for 24 hours. No problem. Until the next night. will still be a friend of yours next nightfall, if you're still here. Yeah, if we're still alive. <laughs> and if it wears off and we're still here, she can cast it again. <laughs> and hope that it works. And hope that it works, right. So I think Jalen, for some reason, is feeling peppy the next morning. And she goes, I guess we have a largest tent for gathering people together. So she's going to rally folks up, probably interrupting their breakfast, saying, bring your breakfast with you. <laughs> No problem. You fill the tent with all of the notable personalities. And she says, well, we didn't really get a chance to say what we all saw before everything started happening last night. We did find quite a few things out, I think. I checked out the gate. There's about nine people, nine or ten people hanging around there who could probably use a rescue. And she looks at Miev and says, the hammer is there, which sounds like code <laughs> to anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about. She nods and says, good. Good. One objective down, and it's probably not going anywhere. But it would be good for an expedition to go get them today. We can send Yennefer, or we could trade off the control amulet, but I'm a little concerned about that. Jalen looks at Sylpha. Well, I could give the control amulet to someone like you or Carolina. Miev says, I can take it. That way we can leave Yennefer here to keep the camp open. Jalen offers that... She says, if we can't spare Muriel because of the camp closing in, they did seem to be all right. There weren't injuries among them, like they've been battling Thorn's Beasts every night. So, And I don't know if that's the magic of the gate. I don't know what that is. And they don't seem to be starving to death. I suppose we could put that off. I think we should recover them just in case there's some knowledge they have. Yennefer steps up and says, I'll go after them. If you give me Helena and Cass, I can burn a path through the Thorns for them to travel safely, and Helena and Cass can talk to them while I'm in a bar form. That sounds a good plan. Yennefer, do you do you want protection from the thorns? I, I have a way to provide it, but I don't think you'll like it. No, I've got a way to stay safe for now. Okay. Sable, what did you see yesterday? There are a number of ways that we can get in through the roof, of course. Inside, everything is wreckage and bones, and it's moonlight everywhere. The moonlight's strongest in the bell tower. Do you think that's where the thing is that we're looking for? I think whatever it is that we need to destroy to end that moonlight is likely there. I also think we are likely to have to fight, unless we can be very sneaky. I concur that the object is probably within the bell tower. I sense the strongest magic coming from that point as well, but... From the top of the bell tower, one might be able to stealthily descend. I think we want to approach this with caution. I can certainly help with stealth. I think probably a stealth option would be a best first attempt. I think if we do a frontal assault, there's going to be so many casualties, both on our side and also on the other side, which we'd rather not kill. And if we get to fighting, that's going to get hard because they're going to be trying to kill us. I think our objective should be to mitigate the effect of this object, if possible, first. That way, if anyone contracts lycanthropy from the bite of one of these creatures, they won't instantly be 
trapped and transformed in the same manner that these creatures are. And destroying this object is going to undo the moonlight, which will let all the current lycanthropes turn back to their normal forms, right? And then we only have to worry about the actual full moon. Possibly, yes. So I think we need to try to do that. I think we need to do a stealth job. What if we went up to the top of the bell tower, flew there together? I could cast a spell on you so that you could scale down the walls? The crawly on the wally? thing that we did with the and she stops because Lynn is here and she doesn't want to talk about that she drugged yes. horses <laughs> that one okay I can also help us hide the traces of our passing so we could all go I can go down in the form of a vapor although that limits the other things that I can do I know we haven't seen this object or know quite how powerful it is, just that it is powerful. Are you thinking to disable it or destroy it? or I'm thinking yes. it was... Is it something you're going to need to do or can I do? It seems, because of the way that it's permeating through the building itself and the stone, that somebody has possibly attached the object to the building itself. So it would either require removal or, well... Such an object would have had to have been created by someone with very powerful magic, and I... You could still crush it. I don't want to be overconfident in my abilities. I don't know if I could dispel the magic, but yes, it might be possible to physically destroy it. So if you go down... Sable, you said there's werewolves all over this castle, mm -hmm. right? If you go down as a vapor, they may not detect you. If I go down crawling on the walls and play a good stealth game, they may not notice me and I could cover you. And Sable could stay in animal form. Mm-hmm. And if you are bitten, Jalen, it won't matter. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Which I don't know if anybody else in this tent understands that except for Miev. I think that is the plan for us. And it sounds like Yennefer also has a plan. I think it's important to Meg that we map our way to the castle so we can get there quickly. Meg says, well, I studied some blueprints and I can actually give you a couple of tools and she pulls out a few pieces of parchment that she's scribbled on and she says so if you can get in through the roof that cuts out most of your problems but you're basically dropping in straight into the middle of the labyrinth and so she can give you a drawn tour with three sheets of paper each being a different floor and the castle actually does have a basement and she can walk you through the design principles they use to make this maze and there is a pattern to it so if you learn their left and right strategies, you can go from major location to major location reliably. But if you didn't know it, you would get lost very quickly. Meg, can you make three copies of that so we each have one? Yeah, it'll take a good two, three hours to get you good copies. But if you're willing to wait, I can do it. Are we able to wait? Sable, you look like you could use more sleep. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of excited. No, I'm fine. I just feel like if things go south and we get separated, we're each going to need to have this on us as a guide to try to get out. If we get separated, the only one that's going to have an opportunity to get out will likely be you. I think one copy is fine. <laughs> Jalen doesn't look happy that Sable is saying that. Sable <laughs> offers, I could conjure a servant to assist with the transcription, cut the time in half. Okay, we'll get to work. Give us an hour. Meg, before you do that, would you be able to guide people through the labyrinth quickly to the front door if need be? Yes. And then I think while that transcription effort is going on, because the three designated leaders of this expedition are going on this stealth mission, and so I think Jalen's going to spend some time establishing who takes over if we don't come back and what they're going to do. Whether they're going to 
She's going to advise against trying to storm the castle, oh, basically, yeah. <laughs> and advise that they get the people from the gates and get the fuck out. But she's going to suggest that Miev and possibly Lynn, as a lieutenant to her, take charge. Okay. And Jalen is going to try to make Lynn promise not to try to come after her if she doesn't come back. So you're going to have to roll one hell of a persuasion check for that. Oh, well, she rolled really well. She rolled an 18, which is a 21. I think the best you're going to get from him is, I can promise you I will make sure everyone else is safe first. She nods slowly and says, okay, that'll have to do. You've got a duty to everybody else before you have one to me. And Miev says, if you all are heading into danger, you better leave the Muriel's control amulet with me, just in case. I will, absolutely. This is out of character. Were we going to wait until the people were recovered from the expedition to hear what they might have to say before doing this, or were we just going to go ahead? That wasn't the plan, but if you'd like to... Could that happen while the transcription is going on? It's right. not going to be an hour. It's going to take a little bit more than an hour, because they do have to burn a hole through the thorns to get there and come back. I think Jalen's take is that she would really like to get this done in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as long as we're not encroaching on the daylight hours waiting a little bit would probably be worthwhile. Sable's thought is that as soon as possible. We stand more to gain by getting rid of this moonlight as soon as possible. Remember, there were some strange kind of teleportation wolves. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they can reach us. That's right. I had an out-of-character question about that, because when I listened to the episode, I realized I had possibly misheard what was going on in that situation. So these wolves were blinking in and out. Like blink dog. There is at least one wolf who appeared outside of the castle, took down a large shifter person, and teleported him back into the castle. Wow. Okay. So the labyrinth is not safe from wolves either. And we don't know if where we are is safe. So the sooner the better. Teleporting fucking werewolves. <laughs> Out of character, I like as a wizard, I'm like, it's the blink spell. Uh-huh. Blink wolves. Blink wolves, yay. <laughs> Jalen will ask me of, is, and this is all in the hour that we're waiting anyway, so she'll say, is there a way to detect this teleportation spell in use or have any kind of warning? Not in the kind of time that we're dealing with. I'm gonna roll Arcana to see if I know in character what kind of spell would do that. Yeah, and I think the mm -hmm. reason Jalen's asking Miev instead of Silpha is because Miev has teleportation, we know, so it was just sort of like a, you might know this, or whatever, but otherwise she'd be asking Silpha. I think Silpha actually knows the spell, like has read it, because it's a transmutation spell, and because I rolled a 19, and my arcana is plus 8, so it's a 27. There are four spells that can do this. Blink, Misty Step, Teleport, and Dimension Door. It sounds like it's not Dimension Door, because that usually looks like a door. So Silpha will describe a variety of magical effects which could produce that result. Sable is antsy. She will just say, you know, the sooner that we go, the sooner we can be out of the thorns. Well, we were going to answer this question of will the gate folks get back in time for us to possibly get any information out of them? It's going to take four hours, mm -hmm. so you're going to have to wait till lunch. Let's not wait. Okay. So as soon as the transcription thing is ready, Jalen says, I'm uneasy about people going into the hedge maze with a teleporting werewolf about if you're not going to have any warning on it, that's going to be awful. Agreed. But if we disappear, they might be just as safe if they have a roof over their heads. I don't know. <laughs> not the castle roof. <laughs> okay. Well, then... If we're ready, then we should get going with this damn full mission. 
It's time for fairy facts. Let's go international. The kitsune, which is Japanese for fox, has a long and storied history in Japan. Originally, it was believed that all foxes had the ability to transform into humans when they got to be somewhere around, like, 50 years old. Since foxes live about 9 years, that would be a truly supernatural feat all by itself. However, over time these creatures became associated with spirits, which is when they officially slide into fairy lore by a definition that I just made up. Kitsune can transform into any human they wish, mimicking a person perfectly. They tend to have trouble hiding their tails, so if they get drunk, they might let their tails slip. In most stories, there are harmless romantic partners, taking the form of beautiful women with exceptionally slim faces, and taking mortal lovers. Also very fairy-esque, when the mortal lover learns of the true nature of their wife, the fox is forced to flee. Like fairy lore, local religion changes the nature of the kitsune over time. The kitsune often had various supernatural powers, like flight and visibility or shooting lightning. With the introduction of Shinto, the kitsune became a guardian angel associated with the rice deity and were then spirits, very distinct from foxes, generally with great powers. These guardian spirits could also possess people, usually women, by slipping into them through their fingernails. While possessed, people often went a bit mad and really craved rice, go figure, but generally gained the ability to read, which is a nice perk. We won't go into the ancient treatments of mental illness because this is supposed to be fun, but an exorcism was an option for dealing with this particularly negative kind of kitsune. Alright, back to the show. Okay, you can fly. Please cast your spell slots. Mark them off. Before that, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace. I'm just like a small hawk. All right. You successfully fly up and do not have to touch the roof, which looks real unstable. You're pretty sure if you had tried to walk across the roof, you'd have ended up randomly in the labyrinth of this place. I, I'm sorry. I had another question from a while back that I forgot to ask. You described the castle as being overgrown with vines that have broken all the windows and everything. Are those vines or are those thorns? The thorns don't seem to go above the nine foot level. Okay. Okay, so the overgrowth into the castle is not poisonous thorns that we have Maybe to on the first floor, but not on the second or third, and certainly not deep in the castle. Okay, I'm just wondering if we're having difficult terrain we have to deal with as we're no. going. Okay. So you arrive to the top of the bell tower, and there is still a bell. The stone structure that holds it all together is still there. The wood holding the bell up is just about done for, and the rope has rotted away. That would be used to ding the bell. So... With the acknowledgement that the bell itself is a hazard, you can actually find there's a big hole that doesn't look like the bell could fit down, but you all could fit down, that looks down into a really poorly lit chapel. The chapel itself is three floors down, so it's basically a hole, a donut almost, in the middle of this big mansion. It's three levels of open space. The holes in the roof are giving you some decent shining light, but the, it's definitely still dim light down there. You can see that it used to be rows of pews, lots of cloth, tapestries, a big pipe organ, and an altar. At this juncture, the pews are mostly destroyed. They look chewed on. The cloth has all been pulled down into tatters that look like little sleeping nests. There's fur and bones everywhere. It smells... Like an animal den. Like an animal den. The only things that look still intact are the altar, which appears to be made of wood, 
but was big and heavy and hasn't been chewed apart. And this massive pipe organ that sits against the back wall behind the altar. Can we see wolves down there? Roll perception. <laughs> the other day we definitely looked down and found, saw sleeping wolves. An 11, so J1 doesn't see them. 15. Okay, 11. Of 16. Yeah, 16. 15. Okay, so Jalen, you are not seeing them, but uh, the other two of you do see there are four wolves in here. Two of them are smaller and are crouched below some rubble in the front of the chapel. And then two of them are much larger. One of them is white and one is black. And they are tucked, snuggling together in one of the nests in the back corner by the pipe organ. Okay. They're not terribly visible, but you are able to pick them out. Are they awake? You cannot tell. They're not moving. Well, and I can't say anything to anybody because I've stayed a hawk. So as we're sitting on top of this wall, Jalen says, you know, if things go really sideways in a fight with these things, do we have a way to cause a distraction that might draw them off? I could think of something. The hawk nods its head. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes, I could do something. <laughs> okay. Yes. You know that I cast Pass Without Trace, so you need to stay within 30 feet of me. Right. Gaseous form's not going to leave any trace anyway. Right. Well, Jalen is going to be crawling down the wall, so she, she can't... I can flutter. You can flutter, hang around. <laughs> Skrix is with me, so Skrix, I suppose, could... I, I Well, I don't know how we want to do this, but if I have my familiar with me and I'm in gaseous form, I still have a mental connection to Skrix. Skrix could speak for me. Okay. And Skrix is flighted. I guess at the at the worst, Skrix could get back to camp. <laughs> if we can't. Skrix could still get eaten. Yeah, but he's also invisible. Mm-hmm. Oh, unless you've got the you've got the lantern, don't you? The lantern is going to be subsumed when I I take a different form, so it will not be functioning. Okay, so Skrix can be invisible, which will be an advantage. Let's do this. Come on, let's go down. Sylpha will say, I can communicate to you in a limited way through Skrix, but I will be moving very slowly. And then she'll take out the components to cast on Jalen Spider Climb. This should allow you to descend down the wall of the bell tower. Okay. It would be great if I could stay above the level of the werewolves and defend you from there, but I'll jump down if need be. You can climb on the ceiling upside down with your hands free. Is there a ceiling? It's in real rough shape. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to trust the stonework that looks solid, probably, but I'll, pro- I'll try to stay high enough to be out of range, but I'll jump down if need be. Okay, and then I guess we'll give Silpha a head start since she's moving slowly, and then we'll start descending after her. got to check one rule here really quick, which is can we do spider climb and gaseous form at the same time? Oh, no. Oh, shit, no. Yeah, it is concentration. So oh, it would have to be Jalen spider climbing down, I think. Yeah, you're right. That is an important rule check. Okay, well, this changes things, because I think that the plan was to get down and let Silpha check out the object and see what's to be done about it. If we can't get her down invisibly, then we might have to change tactics a little bit here. So I think what Silpha will do is I'll have Jalen climb down the wall of the bell tower and investigate the room. And Skrix can accompany you, and I can see through Skrix's eyes. So... I can communicate with you. I will be helpless on the top of this bell tower in an altered state. <laughs> Just lying there, seeing through Skrix's eyes, moving in and out of my senses and his so that I could possibly perceive what's down there along with you. And then he can try to guide you. Okay. All right. But Sable and Jalen are still going down together because we're doing Pass, pass Without yep. Trace. All right. So we're going to sneak down the wall. All right. Or fly and crawl down the wall. Jalen? Yes? 
First roll, acrobatics. Okay. Do I get advantage because I've got the spider crawl? No, this is to make sure that the ceiling doesn't collapse as you climb to the stone. That's a 17. Okay. So you find the right beams and gingerly walk across the decrepit wooden ceiling to the wall. And then now give me your stealth roll. And now, and I get a plus 10 with the pass without trace, right? Yep. yep. Your DC is 18. <laughs> 35. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Do I need to roll one? Are you in her pocket or something? No, I'm a hawk. She's flying near me to keep. Oh, then yes, you also need to roll one. That's going to be over 25. Okay, great. So you two slip down. 27. Skrix is literally invisible, so he's we're not going to have him roll. But you can tell you hear huffs, doggy huffs, as you get down. Something can probably smell you, but doesn't seem to have picked up on anything out of the ordinary. I'm going to land myself on something where I can keep an eye on these wolves. Pipe organ's probably the best choice. All right, I will do that, and then let me know if they start to wake up or anything. Well, you land there, and you can tell they're awake. They're just hunkered down for the the day part of the day. You can see that the two big wolves that are snuggled together under the pipe organ have some sort of weird energy around them. You think there's a magic force field or something. They have some kind of spell churning in their aura. It's noticeably mm. visible. Like even Jalen can see it, not just Sable? Oh, yeah. Is the moonlight in the walls, is it bright white moonlight? illuminating this it chamber. It is, yeah, full moon moonlight. So Jalen didn't get into the buff for this venture because she wanted to be fully armed. Okay. And we're in the pass without trace right now, but if she's going to scope out where shadows are so that if if she gets out of the pass without trace, she can try to get into those shadows because she'd do better blending in with dark than blending in with bright because of her clothes. Okay. There's bad news. There's poor lighting, but there's not great shadows. Okay. Anything that stands up and casts a shadow. And you want to stay within 30 feet of me. Right. Well, that's what she's going to try to do. But if she doesn't, she's going to try to figure out where she can go to get out of sight. Yeah. you. If you get exposed, you will be exposed. I mean, I'm staying close to you on purpose. I'm staying within 30 feet of you. Which, you know, shouldn't be terribly hard in this room. I hope. Okay. So we've gotten down to about the level of the pipe organ. I think we'll pause there and see what we can see. Yep. Roll me perception. Should I roll for Scrix? Oh, wow. Yep, roll for Scrix. Ooh, I got a 22. I got a natural 20. I got an 18, which is a 22. So that would give me okay. a 25. Oh, I think Scrix's perception might actually be higher than Sylpha's. <laughs> Neat. Sylpha is trying to look through his eyes. Yeah, I'm specifically looking for something that might be moon. Oriented. I think Jalen is assuming it is an orb like what we saw in the crypt. She doesn't really have the imagination to figure it's anything else. <laughs> so I think that's what she's looking for. So here's what you know from your perception rolls, which are quite good. The door to the chapel is open. So if there are wolves close by, they can get in. The second thing you know is that there is nothing out of the ordinary visible, which means it is either this thing you're looking for under the altar, behind the pipe organ, or purposefully hidden under the debris, which seems unlikely given how haphazard the debris is. So the altar is the likely space to look. When you say under the altar, does that mean we'd have to turn it over? Because it's yes. all solid all the way down. It's not like something you can get behind. So the altar looks like it is a carved 
podium from a tree stump. It doesn't look like it has compartments or anything, but it does look quite heavy. And it has been chewed on, but nothing has made significant enough progress to really do real damage to it. You have to move it, and it's heavy. There's nothing like a trapdoor in the floor that leads to a chamber underneath. You don't see any trapdoors in this room. Well, first thing I'm going to do, if at all possible, is check behind the pipe organ, since I'm small and flighted. I was going to say, so is Skrix. Oh yeah, Skrix can too. You can wiggle around, checking around the pipe organ. Give me another stealth roll. 22. 22? You don't make much noise as you look around. You can pretty quickly conclude that the pipe organ is built into the wall. It looks like the cathedral was built at the same time around this organ, and pieces of it have been replaced over the centuries. But you don't think it makes any sense for someone to have put this behind the pipe organ. You don't really see any way that they would have done it. I'll pop back up to the top and shake my head. Jalen's direction. Jalen will nod once. We can see each other, right? In, inside the pass mm-hmm. without trace. Can Jalen communicate telepathically with Skrix? Or just... No, he has to speak to you. And I think Silpha is going in and out between trying to maintain an awareness of what's going on where she is on the edge of the bell tower and seeing through Skrix's eyes. Jalen will point Skrix to look at the altar to signal to Silpha that this is... This seems likely, <laughs> but I don't know what to do with this because we can't yeah. move that. <laughs> it's either underneath the altar or built into the altar where we can't see it. Either way, Gash's form would be helpful right now. You don't need to worry about her spider climbing anymore. She's down. Well, we're, we're at the organ. We're still up at the wall, aren't we? You could hang on to the pipe organ if you needed to. Okay, and, and it's high enough above the werewolves. I mean, unless they can jump really high. No, they'd have to climb up. the. They can still climb, climb up, up it, yeah. So, like, they're on a ledge where they're safe, basically? Yes. Okay. We'll make sure we're landed, or Jalen's landed, so that Silva can release the wall crawl. Skrix will whisper in Jalen's ear. Silva wants to know if you're okay if she comes down. That means you won't be able to climb around. Is the pipe organ sturdy? I mean, is it once we land on the... Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. practically a wall. Jalen nods once, and she's going to arm a crossbow in preparation for Silpha coming down from this high vantage point. It's going to take a few moments, but Silpha will shift into her gaseous form and then slowly descend 10 feet at a time as a vapor. All right. Jalen, give me another stealth roll. (laughs) Oh, no. 39. (laughs) She's fine. So, yeah. You shift your weight, but that's it, as as the spell wears off and you are fine. Standing on this ledge, this organ ledge. Silpha, you drift down as a mist. Give me an advantage to stealth roll. If you're within 30 feet of me, you add plus 10. I'll get there eventually, but I don't think I am yet. (laughs) Ooh, nice. A 17 and an 18. Stealth is actually one of Silva's skills. Didn't you know? So that is a 23. Okay. Yeah, you drift down. You arrive near this altar. Roll investigate. Okay. Good thing I have wisdom as a skill. Can we see the mist, the vapor? Yes. So it's it's just a 17. A 17. You know that this altar is on uneven ground in a way that makes you think it is on top of something that is not part of the design of this Mm. original cathedral. So it's sort of like a table leg where the floor is uneven. Something has been shifted underneath this at some point. Skrix whispers to Jalen. Silpha says there's something weird with this altar. 
and describes what... Jalen doesn't want to talk, so she nods. It's shifted in a way like there's something underneath it. Knock it over. What? Knock it over. Knock it over. Uh, (laughs) Fuck this thing, fuck that thing, fuck this thing in particular. Jalen's going to risk whispering to Skrix, what do you want me to do? And I can stealth roll that whisper if if I need Uh, to. No, that's within the realm of believably still quiet. Can I get under the altar in my gaseous form? Yeah, so it's really inconvenient, but you have moth eyes, even though they're not really tangible right this second. But you slide under it, and it's sort of like sliding under a door. It's awkward and weird feeling, but your perception will go with you, and there is definitely something has been stone-shaped into the floor. It looks like a dark purple orb that pokes about a quarter inch out of the flooring and has left the altar in this jiggling state sitting on top of it. Is there enough room for Silpha to not be a vapor anymore under here? Or I would, Yeah, I would have to shift out of my vapor form in order to do something about this orb. I think in the interim, Skrix relays that information to Jalen and Sable. Oh yeah, there's something in the floor. It's Someone used a, a stone-shaped spell to... Okay, Jalen has seen Silpha use Stone Shape before with a choir tune. And Sable has mentioned that she can do it as well. So between the two of us, we can. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Jalen asks Skrix very quietly, can you Stone Shape it out? Well, Silpha would have to go in and out of her form to do that. You're going to be visible. I can try to cover you while you do it. Yeah, I do my head, Bob. Which is, yes, I can create a distraction. Create a distraction, or yeah. And then Jalen's got a line of sight on the altar, so she can try to thwart anything trying to come for Silpha once she's visible. I think Jalen asks, can you hide out of sight behind the altar while you do this? Or is there a way to conceal yourself? Stealthily stone shape. Put yourself in a magic circle. It is. <laughs> oh, it is verbal somatic. and. I mean, the the effect is instantaneous. Yeah. So, yeah, if we can keep them busy. If we can keep them busy, and if she even has partial cover, that might help from the altar itself. Could you gaseous form again the moment you got hold of it? Yeah, I do have the spell slots to do that. So, here's something that is worthy of note. You can cast a spell with a range of touch. Your familiar can deliver mm. the spell mm. as if it, it had cast the spell. I had forgotten uh-huh. that, yeah. It has to be within 100 feet of you, and it will cause it to use its reaction, which is kind of irrelevant. But Skrix can cast the spell. So without moving the altar, you would be shaping the floor slab that it's been embedded in. Well, I think I would have to leave Gash's form anyways, because I would have to then grab said object, or some someone would have to grab said object, whether it's stable as a bird or... Yeah. Someone has to get that object, and then <laughs> we need to get the F out of there get with it. Get the fuck out of there, yeah. If Silpha is holding the orb, and she goes back into her Gash's form, does the orb also go into Gash's form? Yes, everything I'm carrying is subsumed into this form. I think it's probably similar if I go down there and then change back into an animal. Anything that's on me comes with me. Right. So it seems like the best course of action is get Skrix to cast a stone shape, turn into Silpha long enough to grab it, turn back into the gaseous form and get the fuck out. Well, the altar's gonna... We gotta move the altar off of it. (laughs) Skrix will be like, Silpha will be in the safest place in a box. (laughs) If it fits, I sit. 
Nate, did you say the altar is actually teetering on this orb? Kind of. It's stable, but it would wobble. We'd need a lever to get it off. Or you would have to be relatively strong. Jalen might be able to do it, but it'd be a half. Her strength is only 12. She's not that strong. You would probably want a lever. I could do it. Oh, you could do it as a big animal. Yep, as a, like a cave bear or something. Well, if she turns into anything else at this point, we're a little bit stuck, because Jalen can't crawl up. Not easily. I mean, she might be able to but climb But if we wall, destroy that she, thing. If we destroy that thing, this is the gambit. If we get this thing out and destroyed or out of here, if Silva gets it out of here, the wolves should turn human, we hope. And then we'll probably be okay, but if it goes south and we're trapped with the wolves, mm-hmm. we're going to have a situation. Yeah. <laughs> so this is sort of a make every move at the right time moment. I thought of another thing Silpha can do. If we cast Stone Shape and she gets out of her gaseous form, uh, she could dimension door with that object right to the back to the top of the bell tower. That sounds like a plan. There's not a space underneath there, right? There's not actually like a hole underneath the altar, correct? I thought it was hollow enough that I would be shifting out of a gaseous form and in a person-sized hole, right? Or no? No, there's no person-sized hole in there. You could make one. We have to move the altar for you to be able to get to it once Scrix casts yep. Stone Shape. I mean, so Stone Shape, you could create a little channel that causes it to roll out from under mm. the altar. You could create a person-sized hole in the floor and then get out of it. But currently, you're basically under a couch. Okay. That happens to be hella heavy. Right. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea, though. Like, either creating the cavity you can get into or making it roll so that you can... We don't have to move the altar. If we didn't have to move the altar, that would probably be yeah. bad. Yeah, Dimension Door is still going to have the chance of getting their attention, but she's considering her stealth's going to be plus 10. But this, this preserves us a sable beast form so she can get out. Yeah. It, at the worst, Jalen can hang out <laughs> up the wall above range for a bit if things go south and the wolves are still there. So I think that might be a better gambit than trying to move the altar. Oh my god, this is so many spell slots. But (laughs) we could use stone shape to get the orb to roll out where it could be grabbed. She can drop, so I can use Scrix to cast stone shape to get it to roll out so that it can be grabbed. I could misty step to be right next to Jalen. I could then cast spider climb on Jalen. Or at that point I could just... Misty Step and then Dimension Door with Jalen the fuck out to the top of the belt. Oh, okay, there we go. And then, and then Table should still be able to fly herself out. Then we're a little stuck, though, because, well, I could cast a last fly spell for the day and we could fly back to camp. Kind of anticlimactic, but these, these are options that we have. Okay, I think that's probably a good bet. Getting it to roll out and then casting the dimension door and dimension dooring us up to the top. Sable flies herself out and then we fly back to camp. I think it's okay if you're a little tapped for resources. I mean, this is a major operation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to figure out how to destroy this thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of the next step. But getting it out of the castle walls should maybe turn everybody in the castle. Then there's the question of if we stone shape it out of the floor, maybe that's enough to get its permeating effect throughout the castle to shut off. Maybe it doesn't have an effect in this room, but maybe it has enough the effect of not permeating through the castle anymore, which would also be helpful. So it seems risky, but I almost want to see what happens next when the orb isn't attached to the building anymore. 
we would have a moment if Silpha gets the orb and then gets into a gaseous form, the orb itself vanishes. It vanishes right? and like, it's safe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's safe. So we could see if the wolves turn back to human, and if they do, Silpha just needs to get out of the building with it, and maybe Sable and Jalen stay behind. Okay. And talk to the now humans. We need to allow for the fact that if they turn human, we need to be there to talk to them. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Sandra? Well, my character can only say screech. Right. <laughs> right. Your, your character can only, but, but. Out of character. Yeah. Out of character. What would you like to do? Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I, she would worry that turning gaseous form wouldn't necessarily do anything to the actual magic of the orb. Silpha is no less Silpha. So the orb may be no less orb. So she doesn't think that that would work. But she does think that she can distract them. I can turn human and I have this lovely pouch that has three things in it that I've never used. The hand package. Yes, I'm just going to pull them all out and throw them on the floor. Nice. Throwing animals yes, everywhere. finally. All right. I think Jalen is going to whisper because she's the one who can talk and she doesn't know that Sable is reflecting on this. But yeah. she says, if you disappear with the orb and they turn human, get out of here with the orb and we'll try to talk to them. If they don't turn back to human, then Sable causes a distraction and we all get out of here. Scrix says, sounds like a plan. (laughs) And Scrix's unbeatably optimistic voice. (laughs) Scrix just loves knowing things and doing magic. Okay, and Jalen looks at Sable for a nod or a shake head. Nodding. I'm trying really hard not to give away anything. I know you are. It's a puzzle or it's a fight. Tell me the first thing that happens. So the gaseous form of Silpha emerges from beneath the altar. And then Scrix invisibly flies down to touch the stone of the floor, creating a shape which will allow this orb to roll out from a divot. Okay. So Scrix, roll me a d20 for stealth. He's within... 30 feet, yes. Is he still invisible? And and invisible. Oh, nat 20. Woohoo! Damn, that cat is good. Scrix is smoke and shadow lands at the base of the altar, putting both of his paws down, and whispers, flexing his little talons. And then he makes litter box scratching (laughs) motion. Yes. (laughs) Do you have a cat in there now going, No, no, they're both sleeping on the windowsill. Very adorably, snuggling. The altar shifts so that stone floor turns into a divot, and like a bowling ball, this thing rolls out from under the altar. The altar settles, making a a light thump noise that echoes awfully in this room. But the connection between the orb and the building seems to immediately break, and the walls fade, but the orb itself still produces a shat ton of moonlight. So it rolls into view on the back side of the altar between the pipe organ and the altar. And the altar then provides a shadow that blocks that moonlight from hitting the far side of the cathedral. The two smaller wolves that are on that side immediately revert to humans and are two completely stark naked men in their mid-forties who stand up looking just bewildered. But the moonlight continues to flood the area where the two big wolves are because that's the side of the altar you're on. So now we need to protect them, the two humans now. They stand up because the altar made a noise. Now I need initiative rolls. And 
and that is the end of our show today. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Tune in next time to find out if our heroes solve this puzzle well enough to avoid fighting magical fairy werewolves. See you next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Get some more werewolf stats, everybody. <laughs> Don't, do Don't do that. Don't do that. Go to the little puppy stats. <laughs> Go to the fuzzy little harmless puppies that we all want to take home and take care of. And displace her kittens. <laughs> displace her kittens. They're so cute. <laughs> I really, I kind of want to get my hands on that album. <laughs> 60 minutes of people, people meowing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to figure out just how high they were when they came up with that. <laughs> that sent me down a whole entertain myself wormhole of, of YouTube videos of, of people dubbing voices over <laughs> animals talking. I, I need, that one you uh, that one you said was fucking hilarious. Was I need to send you uh, send another one where it's like if cats just said hey and like every time the cat meows yeah, it's like hey, hey 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 <laughs> hey <laughs> I think my favorite part of the video you sent yesterday was the one that was cleaning the other cats. Oh shit. And if you do this in the outtakes, that's all they're, they're not seeing our faces or anything. It's just no, <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs>